Pod, I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to one last Miss Marvel spoiler special. And this one is very special as it's our spoiler-filled chat with the show's executive producer and actual co-creator of Kamala Khan, Sana Amanat. We were trying to lock in, full disclosure, an interview with the show's lead directors Adil and Bilal for this, hence the delay in putting up this episode since the show finished on Disney+. Plus. But as you might have heard recently, Adil and Bilal have, shall we say other things going on right now and we wish them all the best with that and who knows maybe we'll be able to talk to them at some point down the line for now though here is our interview with sana amanat who spoke to ben travis about some of the major twists turns and revelations of kamala khan's debut on the small screen from that deployment of the M word to the show's emphasis on history and its weaving of the partition that created Pakistan into plot, character and theme. It's a cracking interview which was conducted on the day the final episode aired so Sana was still basking in the glow of all those lovely trending topics. Oh and Ben wasn't using his microphone as usual but his airpods he was in the office not at his home which is why he doesn't sound as pristine as usual. But despite that, I hope you get past that, and I know you're going to enjoy. Enjoy. So a huge welcome to the Empire Spoiler Special Podcast, Sana Amanat. How are you doing? How are you feeling today on the day that the final episode has just come out? You know, I'm feeling relieved. I I feel like it's finally here. I haven't been talking about it for years, and now um, it's kind of, we've blinked, and it's done. So I'm feeling kind of, I was emotional. I was kind of reading it's been trending right now for the last like eight, nine hours at number one. And I'm like, I've been reading just everything. I went to sleep at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm just like, it's kind of weird. And I'm feeling very emotional about it and grateful, but, but I'm definitely emotional right now. I bet. Well, there's so much stuff to get into from, from across the whole season and so much that I want to talk about in terms of uh, Kamala's journey through the season. Um, but if we're talking about what's trending right now, we have to jump into the big thing <laughs> at the end. The word that you got to use in this episode for, I think, maybe the first time in the MCU, the big M word, mutation. When, <laughs> when did that come into the mix? What were the conversations around that? When did that arise uh, as this kind of different twist on where Kamala's powers come from? We've been talking about it for some time. Um, Here's a really important thing that people do not know. When we were thinking about the character of Kamala back, back, back in the day in 2012, 2013, when Willow and myself were kind of ideating, we originally wanted to make her a mutant. That was the the whole the intention was to be able to do that. And so what that means, is she a mutant question mark? I don't know. Not I don't know, guys. All I know is that we use the word mutation and that's all I can say. So I will say from my little kid's perspective, I think this is opening up doors um, for a lot of great storytelling, um, obviously, as a as a huge fan um, of the word mutation, <laughs> I, I uh, I'm really happy about it. Um, but we'd been talking about it for some time and just trying to understand, like, what does it mean and what is Kamala actually in, in terms of what her background is? And so um, I think the it, the bigger story really is about the origin of Kamala and everyone has been just trying to pin down what she is. And we sort of kind of leaned into that is like, we're not going to give you that answer, because when you're telling a story about identity, everyone is so obsessed with labeling people and putting them in a box. And I think that's the journey of this entire season is that she's been looking for that box 
even though she doesn't need it. Um, and I think that's why I really, I love that last scene so much. It's because she says, she's like, whatever it is, it's just another label. It actually doesn't really matter because she's been through this entire experience. And that was kind of the whole point of it. It's like, is she gin? Is she inhuman? Is she this? Is she that? And it's like, actually, you know what? Uh, let's leave the door open and see what happens after it. But um, we're going we're gonna to play around with some more stories, hopefully in the future. I mean, I, I loved the way that you played that scene, because as you say, on the one hand, it's a huge moment for the audience to hear that. But for, for Kamala, it's just like, <clears throat> I love the way that you brought it in, but also kind of threw it away at the same time of like yeah. this, but also does it matter? Also doesn't. Her, it sort of doesn't. A hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We've been searching. And I think that was the thing that clicked for us when we were like, well, sure, we're telling an origin story, but like, why are we so desperate to define her? That's the entire antithesis of what this show is about. So um, I was really, really, I'm, I'm, I mean, God, people are still freaking out. So, because <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I loved about that as well, um, that, yeah, whether you're using the word mutation, whether it was going to link to the inhumans or not, it was a real point through the show uh, that it felt like you guys were making of this power comes from Kamala herself. Yes, there is the bangle as an element, but this power comes from Kamala. Can you talk about in terms of changing in some ways that the power set from the comics to, to what's on the screen and also then the origin of that, but keeping the idea that what's really important is that it's Kamala's power. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the interesting thing, it was really from the inception, I think Kevin and the writer's room and Bisha and all of them had decided very early on that they wanted to be able to change the, the, the power set and give her something that felt distinct. But we also realized also pretty early on, we still wanted that visual language of Kamala's powers, which is why it was incredibly important for us by the time we got to episode six was to talk about this idea of her um, in beginning in, a, in, in every which way. And, and I think from the minorities experience, it is about this idea of expanding yourself about being visible, right? Kamala starts the show feeling feeling like she doesn't have a voice, feeling like she's not visible. And at the end, she is visible in the biggest and best of ways and maximizing her potential and her power, um, physically, metaphorically, all of those things after having experienced everything she's gone through. And so I think it's a, a you know, and, and I heard, I've heard all the dings about how people are really upset about changing her powers. I think the biggest concern is really just about this idea of her shape-shifting and constantly clouding herself with different imagery, which I completely understand. And we tried to do that through the metaphor of, you know, her dressing up as Captain Marvel and her thinking that she can only be powerful by wearing these other clothes. I mean, that is sort of the masked identity that minorities experience. And that is that metaphor that we tried to tell with that, that, that sequence of events. Um, and so that's really, I think that's how we found the balance. I think we got the visual language. I think connecting it to the larger MCU storyline is, was obviously very important for us, which hopefully you'll see a little bit more of in Marvels and, um, also connecting it to her cultural, her, her lineage. I think that actually made her power set so much more, more powerful. We had hints of it actually in the comics, but really it was expanded more fully in the show. I mean, I wasn't going to touch on this until later in the interview, but but we're there now. I have to talk about the the, the Captain Marvel Brie Lawson scene at the end because, again, that was something where uh, obviously early on in the comics, when Kamala's powers are unlocked, she transforms into Captain Marvel into a a tall, slim, blonde woman, and that felt so key to the explorations of Kamala's identity in the comics. 
this it feels like you're doing the typical MCU thing of, of doing a play on what happens in the comics. You're kind of taking ideas and, and moments from the comics, but giving them a new form, a new shape. And uh, I guess what happens in that scene at the end of the show, I was there wondering, okay, well, has she transformed or has she somehow, I don't know, swapped places with Captain Marvel? It seemed like that maybe was Captain Marvel in that last scene, suddenly in a girl's bedroom with her own face plastered everywhere. Uh, what are you able to say at the moment about that scene and, and, and twisting on that idea of what happens in the comics? Ooh. Well, all I can say is that um, uh, the actor Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel, uh, shows up in Kamala's bedroom. <laughs> 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 who is she? Good question. These are all great, great questions. And what actually happened and what's going on? All excellent questions that you will find out in Marvel's. <laughs> you, got, you told me this is going to be therapy. I can finally talk about everything. And then you ask me the question I can't talk about. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, well, let, um, let's move on to but some yes, stuff you can. It's cool, say. though. And it is certainly a spin on it. I, I'm happy we did a version of it. I was hoping we'd be able to get this in, in the show. And I'm really, really happy about it. And uh, it's, a, it's a fun little wink to the comics and uh, a wink of what's to, and, and what's to come. So I think it's yeah. a bit of everything. Well, let's get back to the spoiler therapy of it all then. So uh, <laughs> I want to talk about the the way that you structured this season and uh, the fact that for a couple of episodes in this six episode run, you went to Karachi. And what was the, the balance for you guys in terms of making this a show that centered on Kamala from Jersey City, but also, I guess, in the journey of her discovering her powers and where they come from and her family lineage, taking her out of that environment and taking her to, to Pakistan. You know, it's fun. It's funny. We, when I first joined the project, um, I was like, wait, so we're going to go to Pakistan. This feels like season two to me. Like this feels really aggressive for us to go in six episodes to be able to go from Jersey city to Pakistan and then back. And so it felt quite ambitious. And I think like, and Kevin was really excited about it. And he's like, well, that's the exciting thing. It's like, you don't, people don't see it coming and we're going to go to Pakistan and it's going to be great. And so we had a much bigger story actually. And I think the thing that we landed on was ultimately simplifying the story and making it about Kamala's origin story, but origin in the truest of senses in terms of like where she came from what her family history is steeped on, steeped in, and it's this this point of trauma in their lives, which has affected all of the dynamics moving forward, and ultimately affects Kamala's own sense of self. Right, like when you're talking about, um, you know, this experience of being first generation, her family coming here, her family trying to find roots on the ground, her family trying to create something special for herself, and yet she still feels lost, and so it brings up this idea of like you know, not only just who am I and where do I belong, but what does it mean to be, what does home mean to be, to us? You know, especially when you've had that experience, especially when you start the story of her family um, through one of loss and migration and being pulled out of your home and pushed out of your home. So, you know, I always thought that was really fascinating from the jump. And I think that's really what uh, for, for, I mean, personally, what I gravitated towards when I joined, I was like, this feels like the most important anchor point for the entire series and for Kamala's life is this moment. So it just makes sense. Um, so we just had to find a balance from 
Jersey City everyday stuff, which I love, which was is for me my favorite part of the comics. And then also being able to connect, you know, and get, get to box on and get to partition, get to these bigger, bigger stories, but still come back home. Um, so it was ambitious. I mean, I know, you know, I would have loved to have two more episodes. Actually, I don't know if I would have loved to have two more episodes. I still would have been working, but um, <laughs> it was a really long and hard process. But it's but still, like, I think we did a lot in a short amount of time and, and hopefully people see and, and value that. I mean, I, I want to talk about how much you tackled partition in this show. There's been a lot of conversation on, on our end uh, about that history and the way that this show has brought up that history in a way that for so many of us, especially, I guess, talking from the perspective of someone who grew up in British schooling, of we don't get taught any of this stuff. And the fact that that has come through yeah. a show like Ms. Marvel feels like a really important thing. So at what point did you know you wanted to make that a, a significant part of this season, that that was going to be a key part of, of Kamala's family history as well? You know, I think we ha- we always were doing, I think there was always going to be the story of partition and this show from, from the beginning, like that was going to be there. We were coming into it from a different perspective initially, and, and it was going to be a little bit of a touch and a hint of it. And just, we, we get in, get out. And we sort of do that anyway, but we realized that, you know, the strongest way to be able to tell that story, we, you know, the thing I was most concerned about was, I was like, we can't go into partition and not really tell the partition story. And we didn't have as much time as we wanted to, to be able to tell that story, to be honest. There was a lot more we wanted to do that for a lot of different reasons we couldn't do. But it, you, we, we realized that's why it had to be its own episode. It had to be its own thing, its own special kind of unique story, because it was so important. And, and so we leaned in a little bit more heavily into it and it kind of stripped away all of the other elements of what kind of made it honestly, more of an MCU sort of show um, and and leaned into the historic aspect. And, and so making sure that we were educating people about what actually happened, but still told it through the lens of this one family experience um, that I think represented a lot of family experiences. That's what was really uh, important to us. And so that's really why the episode is um, is is only is particularly that we realize that's going to be the, the the turning point of not only the show but i think of just kamala's origin yeah and and that fifth episode is such a huge episode in so many ways because obviously you have a lot of the uh, the background and the story of, of partition and how that impacted uh, kamala's history but also um in that episode, you wrap up basically the, the story of the clandestines and mm-hmm. uh, you have the thing that you've kind of set up from the beginning of uh, opening the veil and uh, how that is going to kind of impact our world and having uh, Najma close the veil. We've again been having conversations here about to what extent do we think that was an intentional sacrifice from her part or maybe hubris from her part, thinking that she could maybe close the veil and get away with it uh, and how that kind of impacts the transference of those powers to Kamran. What can you tell me about constructing that kind of element of closure to the story, I guess an episode before your finale and tying that into the journey to Pakistan? It's funny because like the challenge that we had with that episode, we're like, well, the show feels kind of done after episode five. How do you get back to Jersey? Right. Like it, we didn't want Jersey to feel it like its own distinct thing. And, and, and I think, you know, the smart thing that the writers did was this idea of transference of power from Najma to Kamala. I mean, sorry, to uh, Kamran. And, and, and I think for us, what we wanted to make sure that we, we relayed was this, 
this idea of what Najma and the clandestines are going through and have gone through is again, this, this, it is still the minority story. It is a refugee story. And we couldn't tell a story about partition. We couldn't tell a story about a girl, like, you know, you're talking about little, a little partition between worlds. You're telling the story of partition. And then you're talking about a little partition between worlds. And these people want to be able to get back to it. It's the same story. And so it is still very much something we were trying to do. And it's also meant to be a dialogue. Like, are the clandestines the villains or not? I mean, I don't know if they are. I think their philosophy is not correct. What they went through is not correct. But like they were pushed out of their homes and they just want to be able to get back. And I think what I loved about the moment with Najma and Kamran and, and Kamala was like Kamala experienced this entire thing of her family being pushed out, her family losing her home. And she brings that back with her to be able to relate to Najma that like, well, you still have, you can still give him, you can still give your son a home. You can still give him a piece of who you are and a piece of you. And that's ultimately what it is. It's like this idea of home residing within you, this idea that home is not a construct. It's a, it's a state of mind. It's the people and the people, not only that, you know, have been a part of you for your entire you know, history, genealogy, but the people that you're also putting around you and you're creating. And so that I think should be what home is. I think home should be the choices that you make and the people that you choose to surround yourself with while embracing the aspect of where you've come from. That's a story of identity. That's how you form your own identity. That's how you form who you want to be. It's all of these little facets kind of coming together. And so that really was that moment with Najma was to be able to try to say she made that choice. Was it hubris? Was it, you know, sacrifice for a mother? You know, let's leave that open to interpretation for our our fans. But I think there's a lovely connecting point between what Aisha did for her daughter and what Najma does for her son. That was the thing that I felt was an important moment. And Kamala being the person to be able to do that for both of those families, I think, is really beautiful. Yeah, and something that you mentioned there that I, I absolutely felt in the series was that idea of the, the clandestines. Are they the villains or aren't they? And the, the idea as well of, I guess, to an extent, damage control being the villains here as well. I liked how in uh, the final episode, uh, there was the opportunity potentially to make Kamran the villain, but he was less a villain here than just a scared kid who'd inherited these powers yeah. and had was going through a lot of things in those moments. So what can you tell me about, um, I guess, tipping around or kind of balancing who the villains are here and, and the role that Damage Control had to play and, and how they perceive uh, Kamala's community and how that kind of structured into the uh, <clears throat> Jersey City part of the show? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I mean, it's funny, the 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 thing that made me really, mo- by the way, we really leaned more, once Rish was cast for this role, um, I don't even know if he knows this, we really started being like, mm, I don't know if we want to make him a full bad guy. Like, he's just so <laughs> great. He's so fantastic. I feel like he has hopefully long legs in the MCU. But I think this idea of being a villain and what that means, again, we're just kind of going back and talking about labels. And it's like, what does it mean to be a bad guy? What does it mean to be a villain? And I think a lot of the criticism that we've received has been like, oh, the villains, the villains suck. The bad guys suck. Like they don't like we don't understand it. And well, well, I, I don't know. In my perspective, it's not so black and white. And and what does it mean for a young kid? 
you know, that moment when they're in the dome and they're having this conversation, Kamala and Kamran, and he's like, I don't know what it means to be normal. Like, he's like, I'm not going to be able look around you, look what's happening to me. And it kind of broke my heart the way Rish performed it because in a beautiful way, because it is a story of like, you know, I think about young brown people and how the story of their kind of persecution isn't told in this country. And it's, it's, it's very different. I think the Muslim experience and what, you know, policing and what the government is doing to Muslims is very different than other, I think, communities because of the the, the longstanding mistrust between on both sides of it. Um, and it's done in a very different way. They might, you know, and I, I think that's what, what's sad is this idea that you can't be trusted immediately because of what your name is or there's some suspicions around your community. And I think that's really the messaging of what's going on is, that that mistrust of brown people and and young brown men, you know, I think in particular, um, which has been happening not just since 9-11, since the world, first World Trade Center bombing. So we knew it was going to be a sensitive point. We didn't want to necessarily lean into it in a big way and talk about terrorism or talk about any of that. We just wanted to say, look, this is one kid's experience. He got these powers. He doesn't know what they mean. And suddenly the entire world is upon him. Um, what does that say about our society? Um, and how they treat young brown people, you know, which that's it. That's all we're saying. And, and I, it's, it's, it was very sad. I actually, when, when I was experiencing it, I actually felt very sad and I felt very like a little heartbroken for this experience that we don't talk about, right? Like they, they will disappear brown people <laughs> and we don't talk about it. Um, I think that's what's, that was what was really important about that scene. And that's yeah. that, that, this episode. I mean, coming back to that idea of, of labels, uh, we have to talk about the final episode and uh, Kamala getting her Ms. Marvel name at the end of the show, which came from such a lovely place. I love that that came from Yusuf, her dad. Um, does Kamal really mean Marvel? Where did that connection come together of how you might be able to make... Because I guess often in the MCU, sometimes people don't necessarily use the superhero names. Like we don't always hear uh, Captain Marvel being referred to as Captain Marvel more so than Carol Danvers. Uh, so how how did when did you realize you could make that link and make the Ms. Marvel name stand? Well, when we were talking, I mean, I think, you know, when we were talking to Bisha about this, the, the biggest thing and it was really incredibly important to me, I was like, we have to have a Ms. Marvel reference. Like, I don't understand why. I was like, we, it's very clear in the comics where she gets it from. And here um, we needed a little bit more of a connection. And it does mean Marvel effectively, like Kamal means wondrous, amazing Marvel. Like it means like something very unique. Um, and when Bishop brought that up and I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, I was like, this is obviously the, 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 the best thing <laughs> that we could be doing, um, you know, because it does, it means many things, but I think, there, the the thing that I was that was important to me was was bringing that scene from the comic, which is one of my favorite scenes in the entire comic run, and it's very personal to me. It's connected to my father. Um, you know, the reason Abu is Abu is because my, I call my dad Abu. Like, and it's a very sweet moment about her name and what names mean. And I think that's again another thing that like if you have a different name. The, the essence of owning the the meaning of your name and what your name, this pronunciation of your name is so important. And so that moment in the comic when he's like, well, we tried to have kids and 
and and and that I'm sorry I'm talking too much, but that was actually a a contention point for me and Willow when we were talking about Kamala's name. She was like, her name's gonna be Kamala. I'm like, why? That is not a Muslim name. And she's like, well, because Kamal actually means perfection in Arabic. There's something I'm like, okay, if we're, that is awesome. We're gonna do that. Then we're going to actually write a scene about that in the comic. And that's where it kind of all started from was this idea of her being perfect and already being perfect and her not needing to look like anybody else or be anything else. That's who you are. Embrace that name. And Bish actually added on the, and being like, well, you know, there's one of the meanings it could be is Marvel. And I'm like, oh my God. And so we wanted to kind of merge those ideas together. I love that it's Yusuf. I love that it's a beautiful moment between the two of them. And whether or not she's coined Miss Marvel in the future is to be determined. But I love that it's just a very special. And I think it's so much more powerful than the comics. I will say that. The one thing I will say was is might be better than the comics. <laughs> is <laughs> well, that moment. Our, our time is very nearly up. I've got a couple of speed round questions. Uh, yes. We just talked about how the Ms. Marvel name comes from Yusuf. Uh, what can you tell me about the costume here coming from Muniba? Well, we wanted to, I think everyone has a little bit of themselves that they've been giving to Kamala. Like you have, you know, Bruno giving her the mask and, and Red Dagger giving her, you know, Red Dagger's giving her like a vest and a scarf. And, um, and then of course, and Maniba kind of, and Maniba has to be the person to put it all together because that's really where the relationship starts. So I thought it was a beautiful moment. It's a nice little touch point to episode one. Um, she showed her sewing skills, how she actually got it made. This is a big question. It's a big question we all had. We're like, how did she make it so quick? Uh, but I just love that moment that she's the one who found the, you know, the necklace, the broken necklace, um, which, by the way, was a, a, a discovery I had made in the middle of the night um, being like, oh, my God. I'm like, the cough letter looks like a lightning bolt. That's how it <laughs> happens. So um, but all of those moments coming together and again, all linked to her family and history. I think that was really important. So are you team Cameron or team Bruno in the Oof, romance stage? So unfair. So unfair. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm torn. <laughs> or is there another party in there? Obviously, Red Dagger's maybe in the mix as well. Well, I mean, people are really shipping her and Red Dagger, which I'm not surprised about. They did. They have so much great chemistry together. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm really not sure. We were not trying to make them be a love interest in I was like, she has too many boys. I was like, too many boys in season one. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. But I like all of them. We'll see what happens. And just uh, one last question. Uh so you I loved uh Brown Jovi popping up <laughs> in the uh wedding sequence. We've had various Bon Jovi references across the show. It's a New Jersey show. But I'm a massive Springsteen fan. So when did you decide this was going to be a Bon Jovi show more than a Springsteen show? And can we expect some more Springsteen references in season two, maybe? I would love to bring Springsteen in season two. That would actually be great. I know it was hard. I was like, oh, Jersey. We got two Jersey people. Um, I know the the right. Listen, I love Brown, Brown Jovi. I love Bon Jovi growing up. So for me, it was really exciting. Um, Brown Jovi is also just hilarious. It's just a funny terminology. Um, but yeah, you never know. Maybe, maybe, uh, we'll get, we'll get Springsteen in, in, in season two and we'll do like a, maybe there's a Brown version of the uh, Springsteen's band. I don't know. We'll see. We'll start Googling now. We'll start looking it up. <laughs> yes. But this has been great. Thank you so much, Sona. I really appreciate your time and congratulations on the show. It's brilliant. Thank you so much. It was so lovely talking to you. Thank you. You too. I hope there was some therapy in there for you. Uh, totally. The stuff you can talk about now. 
I probably gave a little bit too much information, but what else? <laughs> PR can yell at me if I did. Thank you very much. Cheers. Okay, so that was Sana Amanat, and that is it as far as I know, although our door remains open for Bishake Ali and Adil and Bilal for our Miss Marvel coverage on the Empire Podcast spoiler specials, but we're not done with the MCU because the MCU is not done with us. From August 18th or thereabouts, we will be covering, of course, She-Hulk attorney at law although with that and andor and house of the dragon and the lord of the rings the rings of power also in the mix for spoiler specials we may not be able to do weekly episodes for all as we have done since well since the beginning really we're trying to figure it out still there's scheduling issues and manpower issues and all that sort of stuff but we may just do spoiler specials after the first episode the final episode and the midway point for all of those shows rather than weekly episodes but let me know what you think on twitter i'm at chris hewitt but anyway until we meet again until then until that auspicious occasion make mine miss marvel thanks for listening see you next time bye 